Welcome back to Under Pressure, your favorite business building podcast for the pressure washing community. I'm very excited to have with me today, Lauren Nelson, the VP of Marketing at Signpost. Now, if anyone has been to conferences uh, for the pressure washing or window cleaning community, you may have seen Laura or her team. I met them in Orlando. I met Laura's team and I'm very happy to meet Laura today. This is the first time we're meeting, but I'm very excited to have you on today, Laura, because you have over a decade of experience in this space. And I'm very excited to be able to share your marketing insight to the pressure washing community so that they know what is the environment, what, what should they be doing, what should they not be doing, and where can they find their ideal customer. So thank you very much for joining us today, Laura. Thank you for having me, Jake. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So I guess the best way to start off would to say, what is what is your background? What do you do with signposts? And what, specifically, what do you do for pressure washers? I, I guess is the best way to, to start off. Sure. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm the VP of marketing at signposts. So what that means is, you know, I lead a team and it's my job to help you know connect our sales team and our company with um, local service providers who can benefit from our services. Um, so what does that mean? Um, Signpost <laughs> is a tech platform and service company that helps local home service providers like pressure washers and window cleaners um, build their businesses. Um, that starts with building a great online presence on Google and mm -hmm. um, online word of mouth through reviews but also includes communication tools like chat, text, ways that they can communicate more effectively with homeowners. Um, more recently, we acquired a, an answering service business. Um, we call it Live Receptionist because it's much more than an answering service. And mm -hmm. you know, we help businesses answer the phone when they're not available. It's a great backstop, especially for nights and weekends when they want to go on with their lives and um, still be available for prospects and for customers. Absolutely. So I am incredibly interested here in the power. And well, I'm sure we'll get into this more as we go, but mm -hmm. what do you, what do you see is the power of that service of being able to answer the phone for a contractor? I know that I'm sure in your research, you found out that someone who's looking for a contractor, they're probably Googling the best in their area if they don't already have someone they use. Yep. And then if there's someone doesn't answer the phone, okay, on to the next. Oh, they didn't answer the phone. All right. On to the next. So how powerful is that? Oh, it's incredibly powerful, right? All of our service offerings are really driven and designed around what consumers are demanding today. So mm -hmm. you brought up a great example, right? People are starting their local search on Google and evaluating based on the reviews who they're going to call. But there is that second step to the evaluation too, right? Um, how are they going to get in touch? You know, some people... Mm -hmm these web contact forms, some people want to chat, some people want to text, we facilitate all of that. But phone is still very popular option, right? You've got to be available for people when they have yeah. that need. And you and I know how frustrating it is as consumers, when we call a contractor, the phone rings and rings and rings, no one answers. And, or you might get a voicemail too that no one ever responds to, and you still have this problem that is unmet, right? So exactly Absolutely. to your point, you move on to the next name on the list. <laughs> 
And you brought up something there that I think is really important. It's something about uh, the the customer, right? Mm -hmm. So is everything you do in marketing focused on that end user and not what your vision is exactly? Just mostly, what is that end user's um, you know path? What is their their path to finding a contract? Or how do you how do you focus all your marketing? What is the most important thing to be focused on? Well, that's a great question. I think it all starts with the customer. Because you know, if you don't have that customer in mind, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to meet them where they are. Um, Signpost is in a unique position in that we're a B to B to C customer, and we yeah. not only have to think about the businesses that we serve, but also the customers that our businesses serve too. Right. Absolutely. So our technology, you know, facilitates both the business owner point of view and also that customer perspective. Um, so we've got to keep both in mind. But yeah. when it comes to pressure washers, like certainly like that homeowner is number one, right? And if you're not thinking about her demands and you know where she is in terms of like the chaos of her life these days, um, you're less likely to win that job. Yeah. And you know, the modern consumer as we call her, um, you know, she's a lot like you and I, you know, we're, we're busy, we're impatient. We don't have half a day to yeah. work on finding someone to price and do our job. You know, we've got other demands on our time. And so like the business that is, you know, of high quality and able to meet the needs of that consumer, you know, where she is in her process is mm -hmm. more likely to win that job and be successful. So I hear a lot of people, um, whether they're you know business gurus on social media or whether they're going and speaking at events, a lot of people will tell you that you really need to focus on you know your Google ad spend or your Facebook promotions and and just putting money into that and you will get a return. So now that we're talking about focusing on this customer journey, how important is it? to actually know where your customer hangs out. As a pressure washer, do you have to know where they hang out or is it a waste of money if you're just dumping in uh, money on ads all willy-nilly? Oh, you absolutely have to know where they hang out because you know if you're spending a lot of money somewhere like TikTok and your target audience is on Facebook and Instagram, you're missing out, right? Absolutely. Um, and so like, you know, I actually take people back a step before even establishing ads. You know, I ask people, hey, you know, do you have your Google business profile set up? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, are you optimized? Like that profile is your welcome mat on the Internet, right? Yeah. So if someone's searching for pressure washer in their area, you know, are you setting yourself up for success to appear in that three pack? Mm -hmm. Or if uh, someone refers you, they're still going to, homeowners are still going to Google the name of your business, right? Mm -hmm. That business profile shows up. And, you know, if you have reviews in the below four stars is just an example, you're going to start to question that recommendation, right? Homeowners mm -hmm. are going to start to do more due diligence and look at some of the other options. So all of that to say Yes, ads are part of the overall package, especially when your business reaches a certain scale. But if you haven't done the fundamentals, if your page is not set up properly, if it's not pointing to your website, if it's not pointing to your scheduler, 
if you don't have amazing reviews on there that are consistent and recent and acknowledged by Google as relevant, then your ads are not going to work for you in the way that they could. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm wondering, you brought up the fundamentals here. Other than the Google profile, what would you recommend to someone listening to this that that's thinking, oh, oh my, I haven't I haven't done that. What else do I need to be doing? What would you recommend are, are a couple of things that you have to be doing now if you're not doing them? Yeah. Well, first step, of course, would be to claim and optimize that Google business profile. Right. Um, this is a free listing available to all business owners. My recommendation for you guys is to, instead of centering this profile at a, an, a single address, is to define a service area that you know, your business will actually cater to. Um, that way, you know, people have an awareness of, of where it reaches. Google has an awareness of where you'll go as well. And overall, just sets you up for success more effectively. Um, populate that with pictures too, right? Mm -hmm. Show some of your great before and after work. But people love seeing that. You can encourage customers to do that as well, both on Facebook and on Google. Um, importantly, like after you have the basics down, your phone number is consistent across all your listings, you're pointing it to your website. If you have an online scheduler, you're dropping that in Google as well. Um, that's important because you can be booking jobs in your sleep. Um, if yeah. you, you know, if you're doing things right, um, make sure you get regular reviews from your happy customers too. Um, there's a study that shows that people don't form a positive opinion about a business until after 10 positive reviews. So if you've wow. got fewer than 10, um, you're probably not part of the conversation, you know, when it comes to a homeowner, you know, evaluating you and um, pitting you against your competitors. Um, so that's something also important to ensure that you're on top of, right? Following yeah. up with those customers, making sure that they have the right link and access to your page to leave that great feedback. So is someone um, who, who doesn't have a lot of reviews and needs them, is someone who's in that position, um, should they be worried about asking or would you say just ask for the reviews, you know, provide the, the quality of service that, that you know you can at the high standard and just ask for the review? Yes, absolutely. Ask for that review. 70% of people are happy to leave a review when asked. However, mm -hmm. if you're not making that ask, you know, they don't know how important it is to you. My recommendation Absolutely. is, you know, put it out there. You've completed a job, you're taking payment, say it to the homeowner, and then follow up with technology, make it easy. Follow up with an email or text message that links them straight to your listing. You know, the trap that businesses fall under is, you know, I ask for reviews all the time and, and people say they wanna do it, but they don't follow through. They mm -hmm. miss that second step of making it easy for the homeowner. So that's super critical and ensuring that people actually do it. Because if they're you know, poking around for your listing on Facebook or Google or Nextdoor or whatever, um, you've already kind of lost them, right? So, yeah, absolutely. So for someone who wants to take it to the next step and says, all right, I have reviews, but I wanna you know, take it to the next step and, and really 
make this a better process. Mm -hmm. Is there a, a way that you'd recommend to get what I'd call like qualified reviews? Is there a way to send out like a, how, how satisfied are you from one to 10? And then based on where they answer, it shoots them off a link to, to write a review. Is, the, is there a good way to do something like that for a qualified review? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I recommend asking every customer for a review. They're qualified mm -hmm. because you've done a job for them. Um, what you're describing in terms of like getting a kind of rating from them and then requesting a review is kind of a slippery slope. Um, it's what okay. Google calls dating. And they don't want businesses to selectively ask for reviews uh, okay. only from their happy customers. What we have found in our research is that um, most customers are happy, right? And you can really head off that chance of a negative review by by simply asking as you wrap up a job. And that way, when you send over that review request, you know you're in good shape, right? So Interesting. Interestingly, though, too, Signpost has two options. We know some businesses value that direct feedback, and they can use our feedback tool just to get feedback, positive or negative, um, mm -hmm. privately. Uh, we also have an option where it just can automatically send off a review request. So you asked about that next step, and I would recommend automation here. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, instead of applying a lot of manual effort, I know some people you know, call their customers, they'll send a mailer, um, they'll engage in some kind of one-off process. Uh, my recommendation is to connect a system like Signpost. There are others out there too that um, connect with either your QuickBooks or other software to ensure that each and every customer that you have, that you've done a job for and that is complete, gets this review request. Absolutely. So it, this is something that, so you can, you can do this and automate it through signpost as well. Yeah. So what other aspects of, of a company's marketing, a pressure washer company's marketing, can you automate or should you be automating and, and what can you automate through signpost as well? Another area where we see home service providers kind of slipping behind the curve is marketing to their current customer base. So we all know that the cost to acquire a new customer is significantly more than the cost of winning a job from a past customer. And yet, you know, contractors are focused on getting that new customer and generating more leads. And yes, that is important, but it's also important not to um, neglect that database that you've already built up. Mm -hmm. Another area that we help businesses focus is like staying relevant and top of mind with your existing customer base. We have newsletters, we have promotions and other types of campaigns that help businesses, you know, just stay top of mind at key points, right? You know, what are the key points in the season where you might want to engage with homeowners? You know, it might be about sharing, uh, you know, a piece of maintenance advice, right? And just establishing you and your business as, you know, trusted advisors in your community. Mm -hmm. It might be a discount or something like that. Um, in either scenario, you're hitting that inbox and, um, you know, you're maximizing the value of that customer, right? You don't want just one and done jobs with homeowners. You know, ideally, mm -hmm. you're building some loyalty throughout this relationship. And have you seen that the any metrics on how these these like top of mind campaigns uh, keeping you at the top of their mind? Does that lead to referrals? Have you seen any metrics on that as well? 
Yeah, I mean, it all depends on the community and the mm-hmm. um, you know the type of campaign, how many touches, and so forth. So there's one, there's no single, uh, you know, one size fits all metric. Yeah. Um, you know, we do know that happy customers are more likely to patronize the same business. Um, you know, on the businesses side, as I said, it's uh, less expensive to retain that customer. Um, so overall, you really have to do some experimentation and see, like, you know, what is the right cadence for you and your business, right? What is the right Absolutely. mix of messages that your database is going to respond to across, like, you know, helpful messages like maintenance tips and campaigns and, and so on. And if you don't know where to begin there, do you recommend some sort of testing, like A-B testing or something like that? Yeah, for absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for those who are not familiar with what we're talking about, A-B testing or split testing, it's it's simply taking um, one aspect of a campaign and um, trying something different. So, for example, uh, a good place to start is with different subject lines for your emails. Um, we often start there with our own campaigns because like, we're trying to increase the open rate Mm-hmm. for our emails. Um, the rest of the, you know, the rest of the copy and the message doesn't really matter if we haven't optimized what that, what that main um, subject line is. So that's something that I would recommend to you guys as business owners as well, right? Like, don't assume you're going to get it right the first time around. And, you know, often there will be some things that work better than others. And, and that's totally okay, right? Mm-hmm. Marketing's about experimentation. But, um, you know, pick something simple to test, identify a winner, and then, you know, keep iterating and improving on that winner. Absolutely. Wow. So that sounds like it could be very powerful for someone who hasn't done it before. Just go go do it, test it, uh, try it a couple different ways and see what works. Mm -hmm. See what works for you and in your market. Because as you said, Laura, you're right. There's no one size fits all answer, right? There's specific solutions for, for every individual. Absolutely. And, you know, something else to test, too, is, uh, you know, what is your response to text messages versus email? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that even our best email campaigns, uh, the open rate is under 50 percent. That's just industry standard. Right. And probably pressure washers are seeing the same with their own campaigns. Um, However, uh, text open rates are much, much stronger nearly 100%, always over 90%, right? Wow. So, um, you know, if you have opt-ins on your text messaging campaigns, you're a lot more likely to have them read by homeowners. Wow. That's not the power of texting. (laughs) Yeah, not to say, hey, send, you know, five texts a week. You have to be really judicious about what you send, mm-hmm. how often you send it and um, you know, what you're saying, what you're trying to drive that homeowner to do. But wow. um, there are huge opportunities on text. Wow. So we have to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor, Pair Payments, but we will be right back. You certainly can't afford to give profit away for no reason. 
But what if I told you credit card processors may be overcharging you and robbing you of profits you've worked hard to earn? It's time to put an end to being overcharged for payment processing. It's time to take back your profits. That's why we've put together a free report, How to Avoid Being Overcharged by Your Payment Processor. Head over to TakeBackYourProfits.com, download the report, and put an end to being overcharged for credit card processing. You've worked hard for your sales, and you deserve to keep it. What are you waiting for? Go to TakeBackYourProfits.com and download your report today. Welcome back. We are back with Laura Nelson, the VP of Marketing at Signpost. Thank you again for joining us, Laura. This has been fantastic. A lot of great marketing advice from an expert in this industry who knows what you should be doing as a pressure washer. So, Laura, that's that's our next question is what is in the pressure washing zeitgeist for marketing now? What do you see being done um, and, and what do you think shouldn't be done? Yeah, absolutely. I, I talked a lot about the kind of fundamentals that every business um, you know should be doing to kind of establish their online presence, um, communicate with customers. I think the more cutting edge customers, or sorry, the more cutting edge pressure washers today are branching out and really getting more strategic about their organic content. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is like the, you know, the blog posts and the videos, videos especially that they're publishing on their website, on their social feeds, um, on TikTok, right? Like you may dismiss that as something for kids, but a lot of homeowners are on there, right? And could be disrupted by an ad or a great piece of content that you post up on there um, that could grab their attention, right? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, videos need to be really polished and professional and that it takes a long time to edit them, but that's really not the case, right? Like everyone's got a video camera in their pocket. A good one, right? a yeah. good one now as well. <laughs> and people like the authenticity of, you know, of you just getting out there, sharing something mm. valuable that can help them, you know, in between cleanings, right? Um, establishing yourself, your team as the trusted experts in your community. Video is a great vehicle for that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to require a ton of work, right? You know, what I've seen some businesses do is, you know, amass a great following on one or more of these platforms just through, mm -hmm. you know, authentic, fun, useful videos. So that's what I would encourage everyone to just dip their toes in and um, see if it makes sense and works for them. Absolutely. So is there anyone that you'd recommend as a model of using that organic video growth? Is there any account that you'd say, all right, go look at this account yeah. and do what they're doing? <laughs> you know, that's that's a great question. I would have to get back to you on yeah. that particular one because like you see it across industries and I actually would recommend like, Look at other service providers in your area or in other areas too, right? Don't limit yourself to you know, what other pressure washers are doing. Find mm -hmm. other trades, right? See what they're doing. And, and maybe they are larger businesses who have a little more resources, but there's always something to borrow that you, know, you can make your own. So that's what I recommend you do. Absolutely. So that that is really profound to me. It's a great point. You can 
you can go to see what another service industry is doing. They might be doing it uh, much better in a certain regard. So why not just borrow that and and use what they call like the not invented here? All right, they they came up with that. Let's let's go implement that. <laughs> exactly. So is there anything that you see um, a lot of people doing today, a big trend that you would say, hey, uh, that's great now, but I think that might not be the best way to spend your time, money or energy. Are there anything like that that you'd recommend not doing? I think video is great. I think, you know, we touched on ads earlier. I think ads are an essential, almost essential part of anyone's marketing portfolio. But I'd be really careful in signing a long-term agreement, you know, with an agency at a high dollar cost. Um, agencies are great to partner with if you've gotten your business to a certain scale and you have the budget, but be very careful of locking yourself into something long-term. What I've seen a lot of pressure washers and other businesses get burned by is, you know, long-term contracts that don't have a strong ROI. So mm -hmm. just be careful of that because, you know, that can dig yourself into a, you know, pretty deep hole that will take a year to climb out of. Right. Absolutely. I would also be like, you know, super vigilant on following your metrics and your return on investment. Um, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, keep an eye on these metrics, especially something like Facebook, where, you know, you have access to these metrics every day, you know, in real time. Mm -hmm. If something's not working, just simply turn it off, right? Like you have <laughs> yeah. that ability to do that. And, you know, if you're working with an agency, that person has the ability to do that. You know, I wouldn't surrender you know, your whole marketing plan to an agency because you, know, you guys are the experts. You should have a hand in this too. Uh, mm -hmm. Another benefit of making these videos is you know, they can easily be turned into Facebook ads too, right? To build awareness yeah. in your community and to generate leads. So all of that to say, um, you know, don't get locked into long-term contracts that you aren't sure will provide a positive ROI. Um, stay vigilant in following the metrics and stay flexible, right? Don't be afraid to fail, but um, don't let your failures last too long either. Absolutely, because as, uh, as some great thinkers have put it before, you're just figuring out great ways to not do it. It's not exactly a failure. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there will be some lessons learned in everything. And, and we learn mm -hmm. thing, new things every day and what resonates with our audience and doesn't. And, you know, we take those lessons forwards in the next campaign. Yeah. So that iteration, I'm sure, is key in every aspect of mar marketing. So. If someone is listening to this podcast and says, you know what, I need to, to find some resources so I can understand uh, this marketing environment for pressure washers. I really need to get myself going and start somewhere. Where do you recommend sending them for the best resources to start their marketing journey? Sure. Well, there are a lot of great resources out there. Um, you know, there are free classes on, on Facebook as just an example. Um, YouTube has a lot of great tutorials on some of these smaller topics that I talked about. Uh, we also publish some guides on signpost.com. Like if you're interested in something specific like Google reviews, Facebook reviews, text communication, visit signpost.com, see our resources, download one of our guides, uh, learn up more on that process. 
If you're interested in a deep dive on either our product or an assessment on you know, how your business looks on Google or Yelp or Facebook or any of those platforms, feel free to request a demo from our team. You know, we're happy to take a look and give you some pointers. It's definitely worth 10 minutes of your time. So again, visit signpost.com for those resources. Absolutely, thank you. And I had taken a look at, at some of your blogs and you have some really interesting blog posts that I think could be uh, hugely beneficial to, to any pressure washer who is either starting their marketing journey or wants to improve on it. And mm -hmm. we can always, there's always room for improvement, right? <laughs> Absolutely. No one, no one's doing it perfectly just yet. <laughs> oh, totally agree. And, and you know, the landscape keeps changing every year with technology, with what consumers expect. You know, we've seen a mm -hmm. big acceleration of that during COVID, especially. So, you know, we're always on our toes and um, doing our best to stay ahead of the curve and help local businesses do the same. Absolutely. So thank you. That's that's amazing. Sure. <laughs> as long as we can all stay uh, stay as educated as possible, I'm sure we'll make some great decisions when it comes to marketing. So definitely take advantage of those resources. Reach out to, to Laura and her team. Check out the signpost post blogs. Go to YouTube. Go find some free resources. Go to Facebook, like Laura said. There, there are resources everywhere. Um, and you don't, like she said, you don't have to get locked into a contract for someone to tell you uh, what you need to do. You can go find it yourself. So uh, thank you, Laura. Thank you for joining us and giving us a great perspective on th this marketing environment in this industry. And thank you for giving all this information to our audience. Sure. Happy to help and hope this was useful for all of you guys listening. I'm sure it was. And uh, to anyone in our audience who's been li listening to this whole episode, thank you very much for staying with us. I want to thank our audience and our guests as well. Like Laura, we have a fantastic roster of guests coming to join us in the next few weeks, we have uh, so many great names in the industry to talk about everything from accounting, marketing, scaling your business, mindset, management, hiring, everything. We're bringing them to you. So thank you very much for joining us, Laura. Thank you to our audience and keep engaging on social media. Let me know what you want to hear and who you want to hear. And we'll have that on the show. So thank you again. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit the bell so you won't miss our next episode. This episode was produced by Jake Aronson. This has been a Pair Payments production.